What is up, my friend? Welcome to episode number 11 of the Anthony John Amix podcast. Today, I'm talking about the business secrets from the Bible, specifically how to cash in on faith. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Anthony John Amix podcast, helping entrepreneurs break through to new levels of peace, power, and profit. Prepare to open your mind to the proven tactics and strategies the world's leading intellects have used to avoid a stagnant career and achieve a life of freedom, purpose, and success. It's time to increase your levels of power with your host, Anthony John Amex. All right, well, welcome back. Today is another Sunday Sermon episode. And man, I love doing these things. They're a lot of fun. And if you're hearing birds chirping in the background, it's because I'm sitting here looking out the window of our little cottage in Bridge, England at the moment. We grabbed one on Airbnb while we're sitting here outside of Canterbury. And uh, yeah, so there's some birds out there in the backyard of this um, old schoolyard. I think it was built in the... I don't remember exactly when it was built. I know they said it was an operational schoolhouse in the Victorian age. So it's kind of cool to be here. feels good. But um, I hope you're getting a lot of value from these types of episodes. uh, Because if you're not, I want to know. And uh, I'll shift the format if you're not getting a lot of value from these Sunday sermons. uh, Because I just want to make sure it's serving you. So if you haven't let me know what you're thinking about the show, please do that. Just send me a direct message on Instagram at AJ Amix, and uh, we can have a conversation about what you think about the show. I'd love to hear about you. Or you can send me an email if that's easier. It's AJ at AJAmix.com. I like to keep things simple. But real quick, I just wanted to read something that somebody posted on iTunes about the show because um, a few people have written some really inspiring words about the podcast on there. And, uh, you know, I like to give a shout out here on the show. So Jody Holland of JodyHolland.com said, This is the podcast that will take you from stuck to stellar. I love the depth of the messages, the wisdom and the advice, and the role of the guide AJ provides here. If you're looking for a way to get unstuck and propel your life forward, subscribe and listen today. So, Jody, dude, thank you, man. I really appreciate those encouraging words. Thank you. And uh, if you're listening today, if you will, just head over to iTunes and subscribe and review the show. Um, There's a good chance that I'll read your review here on the show. And so... Just really appreciate the feedback, right? So please keep that type of stuff coming. Dude, I don't even care if it's like, I hate the show. Just tell me why you hate the show. That's all I ask is give me a reason. It helps me give me some feedback. So I um, I know what's going on, man. So please keep you know the feedback coming to the show because you know it's not about me. This is about you. And my intention is bringing you insightful content, insightful conversations that help you move the needle in your life and business. So with that being said, let's dive down the rabbit hole and get into some meat today, yeah? So let's talk about how to cash in on faith. Now, this is a big conversation, and I believe this is a topic, man, that we could probably spend a lifetime learning and discussing uh, and integrating. I know I'm still on that journey myself. And I told you, like, I'm here in Canterbury, England, and uh, while we're here, my wife and I, we started watching the show on Netflix. It's called the Messiah. Now, I haven't finished it yet, so I don't know how it ends up, so please don't tell me. I, I've only been through episodes, uh, I think, you know, one through four that I've watched, but they've really been inspirational to me personally. So let me give you a little background of the show really quick. So essentially, there's this dude, and I think he's Palestinian. Uh, it's not 100% clear yet, but he's essentially, he's preaching a lot of the philosophies that Jesus seemed to be preaching. So the show is kind of like the second coming of Christ, maybe, or maybe he's a really good con artist who's working to start another war. Like, you really don't know, and that's what really makes the show really, really fascinating and interesting. So if you haven't seen it yet, and you like spirituality, you like spy movies, like action, drama, thriller type shows, 
this show may be right up your alley. But outside of the entertainment value of the show, it's really been speaking to me because there's this main character who's like speaking with certainty and power. And he's led 2,000 people into the desert to the edge of the Israeli border. And he supposedly heals a boy who gets shot by the police. And he saves this girl from a tornado in Texas. He's building this following. And it's kind of like this weird timeline, you know, figuring out like, well, how did he go from Palestine to Texas? Uh, It's kind of strange, but you'll just have to watch the show to understand more. But the thing is, is there's all of this stuff that's happening to the main character. And the thing is, is he's never perturbed from his mission. And he's just like speaking this truth that's just cutting to the bone that you can't argue with. And by the end of like episode number four, I looked over at my wife and I was like, hey, babe, wouldn't it be amazing like if we lived our lives with the faith that this guy is embodying on the show? Like think about how much more peace and happiness that we'd probably experience on a daily basis. My wife was like, yeah, but that would be crazy. And I was like, I, I know, I know it'd be a little bit crazy, but I want you to understand that that's possible for us and that's possible for any human being. But the thing is, is we would have to be like never attached to the outcome. Like we'd have to be living and taking action every single day from a place that's like leading us to fully embodying our purpose every day. Yet in the process, we would be okay if we died. And it just got me to thinking about what Jesus said in Matthew 17 verse 14. Like, this is the story where Jesus had, like, healed this demon-possessed boy. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, he did or he didn't. I'm not going to say there's demons, that they're real, they're not the real. Like, it doesn't matter for this, right? For the sake of this conversation, I want you to be open to the principle being demonstrated within the story. Because that's what's applicable to producing big-ass results in our lives and our businesses. So, here was Jesus walking into this crowd, and in verse 15 it says, Lord, have mercy on my son. He has seizures and is suffering greatly. He falls into the fire or into the water. And by the way, let's just break this down for a second. If you were back then in the day, right, this would have been a huge problem if your child is falling into fires and water because I'm just going to go ahead and throw this out there and assume that it's not like it is today with like guardrails and barriers around fires and like bodies of water. So like this would just be a huge pain in the ass because your child is on the verge of death every day, right? So this is the problem this dude's having. So this guy in verse 16, he says, hey, I brought him to your disciples, but they couldn't heal him. And then Jesus brought the fire in verse 17. You unbelieving and perverse generation... How long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy here to me. Now, man, these are some strong words. Like to me, it kind of sounds like a punch to the hearts of the disciples. You know what I mean? Like essentially he's saying to the disciples, hey guys, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like I've taught you how to heal the boy and you're not living up to the potential that I know you have. Like what the fuck guys? Come on, get your shit together. You're better than this. It's kind of crazy, right? Well, then so they bring the demon-possessed boy to Jesus. And in verse 18, it says, Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of the boy and he was healed at the moment. Then the disciples then came to Jesus in private and asked, why couldn't we drive it out? And by the way, I love this part of the story because after like the lashing, right? The tongue lashing, the rebuking from Jesus, the disciples still had enough courage to ask, How could they improve? I think this is a big thing. 
I mean, how many of us, when we're rebuked as strongly as they were, that we start feeling sorry for ourselves, like we shut down, we stonewall, and we miss out on the opportunity of lining with the truth, that we just don't know how to do the thing that we want to do. And rather than justifying or defend it, we just go ask our mentor. Like the disciples, they just chose to drop their pride and just ask, which, you know, can be a very hard thing for a lot of us to do, but it doesn't have to be. So my question to you about this is like, is there a place in your life and your business, like your marriage or your body, or maybe it's your faith or leading your team or marketing sales, whatever it is, like what would be possible for you if you behaved like the disciples here and you stopped trying to justify or defend why you have the current results that you have and instead you just chose to drop your pride and just ask for help and be like, I don't know how to do the thing. I'd be willing to bet that it would transform your life forever. So let's continue here. In verse 20, Jesus answered why the disciples couldn't drive out the demon. And he says, because you have so little faith. Truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Now, I always love this verse growing up, right? Like, Because I believe it to be true. I truly believe that we can legitimately, literally move mountains if we truly believe at our core of cores that we can. And let me explain why. Time and time again, humans perform incredible feats in the face of extreme adversity. I mean, a simple YouTube search for woman picks up a car to save son, like it will prove it to you. You'll see all of these multiple newscasts of things like teen girl lifts pickup truck to save dad's life from fire. Um, There's another video there that says man lifts car to save Florida highway patrol trooper, right? Like there's all of these videos that show this. Now, I know I've personally experienced a similar phenomenon in my life. Now, it wasn't to save somebody's life or anything like that. It was a bit different. See, growing up, we had like 48 or like 43 acres of pasture land behind our house that had cattle and all that good stuff on it. And we had this pond on the property for the cattle. Like in the summertime, it's hot in Texas. They'd go there, get water, and they'd get in there to cool off. And there was this little dock that kind of stretched out from the dam of the pond kind of out into the water. Maybe not too far, maybe like 10 feet, 12 feet long or something of that nature. But there was this small willow tree that had started to grow up at the entry part of the dock. And as kids, we could still like jump like kind of over and around the small tree and we'd get on the dock and, and hang out and fish, right? Well, on sunny summer days, there'd always be like a turtle or so, right? Maybe like one or two turtles. They'd just be chilling on the dock. They'd be sitting on the sun, right? And uh, one of the things my friends and I loved to do was just kind of like sneaking up over the dam seeing if there were turtles on the dock. And if there were, well, then we would just like sprint to that tree, uh, to the dock, right? Jump over the tree, around the tree. And then we can kind of land above the turtles and then try to grab one before they hop back in the water. And looking back, I don't think we ever succeeded in doing that, but we had a lot of fun trying. But there was this one sunny day that I remember. I went to the pond by myself, no friends, just me, right? And I crept up the dam and I saw like this shape and this color of a turtle on the dock. And so I was like, oh, turtle time, baby. So I took off into a sprint. I leapt over and around the tree. And as I was in midair, this surprising realization like came into my mind. I was like, holy shit, I'm not about to land on a turtle. Mm -mm. I'm actually about to land on top of this curled up water moccasin snake 
that's chilling on the dock. Now, if you don't know anything about Texas snakes, I'm just gonna let you know that water moccasins are like this very poisonous snake in Texas, and they're not very typically known for being uh, friendly and having a gentle nature. They're actually pretty known for being pretty aggressive. Now, I don't know how this happened, right? Here's all I know. I never landed on top of that snake. In fact, I never even landed on the dock. Somehow, in midair, I can't explain it, I turned around and all I remember is I landed back on land and I sprinted all the way back to my house. Now, I don't even know how this is physically possible. Like, it kind of defies laws of gravity, but I will tell you, it happened. Like, I can, I experienced it. So, you guys can be like, no, you didn't. Dude, I experienced it. It's what's what happened. So, when I hear these stories of people in the midst of tragedy picking up a car to save someone's life... It's certainly within the realm of possibility. So like the only way I can rationalize how this occurs is because like we're in this state where we're not worrying about what if, right? Like instead, we're just in this place where we're just taking action from the state of massive amounts of faith that it is done. And as a result, it is done. I mean, just like me, like I didn't think like, oh, what if I fall? I'm going to get back. No, it was just like get to land and bam, I was on land. And maybe these people who pick up the cars, the same thing. It's like... I don't know if I'm strong. Maybe it's just like, man, my dad's in pain. My mother's in pain or state patrol person's in pain. I, and they just like, they're just like living from that state of just doing and like they're creating from that core place and it's done, right? So when I hear this story about Jesus healing this boy and how the disciples really struggled to do it, the reason I believe Jesus was able to do what he did is because he didn't doubt Like he fully remembered in his cores of cores that he is God in flesh and it is done. And the disciples, on the other hand, they must have got caught up in their doubts and their worries rather than embodying full on faith. And if you're open, I'll have you consider faith isn't simply believing in God or believing in something bigger than you that's outside of yourself. Instead, faith is to have complete trust or confidence in something. I read a book called Your Faith is Your Fortune by Neville Goddard back in 2016, and it changed my life. In one of the chapters, Neville wrote something like, to the degree that you have faith in yourself, you have faith in your God. I'm going to say it again because it's kind of a mindfuck. To the degree that you have faith in yourself, you have faith in your God. And I remember reading that, and something like inside of me at a core level, it just like shifted. Like where I understand most people have this thing of faith all backwards. They keep praying and talking to a God outside of them to come and save them rather than seeing God has given you everything you need in this moment to save yourself. If only you will trust and respect yourself enough to do what is required. Now, for some, this may mean spending more time connected to your essence and being open to going and doing what you're being led to do. For some of you, this may mean going on a journey to learn how to experience your essence through breath work or meditation or nature or whatever path that you're called to. For others, it's trusting yourself to make that hard decision that you're struggling with right now and knowing that whatever the outcome's going to be, that you have the capacity to handle it. Now, I'm not saying any of this is easy, yet it is simple. And when you choose to live by faith, you create the life and the business you want, period, end of story. 
And oftentimes, just like I talked about in episode number four, we just like get caught up in our minds and our worries and our fears and our doubts. And when we do this, it's repelling the very things that we're called to. So how do we develop and strengthen our faith? I mean, is it as simple as just believing more? I think that's probably what most preachers would tell you. Just believe more. Just pray about it. And to be honest with you, this type of advice, it, it, it pisses me off. I feel a lot of anger around this advice because it creates a culture of full-on victimhood. Victims believing that they have to look for something or someone outside of themselves to come down from the heavens to save them. When the reality is every single one of us has God living inside of us and at our cores of cores, we are God. And we hold the power to shape and create any reality that we're called to. And this, my friend, is the gift of the human experience. Now, there's a few tools that I found that can help you tap into that inner power that over time start strengthening your faith and your certainty, both in yourself and what you call God. One of those tools is meditation. And lots of people have this misunderstanding of like, what is meditation, right? They think it's about being still and And that just happens like overnight. And that's not the case. Meditation is a lot like lifting weights or exercising. It's a habit. It's a daily discipline. And lots of people make the mistake believing that they don't have time to sit and to just be with themselves, be with their thoughts for 10 or 15 minutes a day, right? Yet what they don't understand is that meditation is actually a multiplier. It's not like this thing that's taking up more time. It actually increases your ability to have more time. I know it's kind of crazy. By choosing to take 10, 15 minutes a day to discipline your mind so you eventually get to that space of nothingness, you actually multiply how much you get done every day. So what I mean by this is by taking the time to meditate, it allows you to get more done in less time. It allows you to be present in the things that you're doing It helps alter your perspective so you can take more empowering actions. And there are so many more benefits to meditation. And so like if you're like new to meditation, like, well, where do I even start? There's some great apps. Uh, Headspace has a great app. They have like a free 10-day thing. Um, One of my favorites is an app called um, the Insight Timer. They have a paid version, freed version. The paid version has so many wonderful guided meditations. Um, so like those are the two places I would tell you to start, whichever one you're led to, Insight Timer. That's the one I use on a daily basis. Or um, I know some people get a lot of benefit from Headspace. Yeah, so it just depends on where you're at. So meditation, super important. Uh, if you do it, I guarantee you it'll start to strengthen that connection between you and what is known as your soul. Now, there's another tool that I love for strengthening faith as well, and it's breath work. For thousands of years, the East have perfected the breath to connect us to our souls. Like when I do breath work, man, I have massive, massive breakthroughs. And there's a lot to it. So I don't want to really unpack, you know, exactly how to get into breath work and all of that in this episode. So I'm going to just give you some references that will help you better understand what this is. So there's a course called Happiness by the Art of Living. I've been through it. It's like a two and a half day, three day course. Um, really, really good course. Really great. It's wonderful about breathwork. There's a book called um, The Way of the Iceman by Wim Hof. It's a really good, great book. Wim Hof has some great stuff on YouTube. You can go check him out. Wim Hof is really good with breathwork, great stuff. And uh, breathwork is also something that we do at my quarterly event called The Uprising. And every single person who attends, they get to experience the power of their own breath and they have massive, massive breakthroughs. So definitely check out breathwork. And um, 
man, I think this, I'll actually do an episode. I'll bring somebody on to really dive deep on breath because it's, it's a game changer. It really, really is. Another tool to help you strengthen your faith is to, sounds crazy, study it. I mean, just like anything else, I see this as a skill set and it gets to be honed right over time by doing uh, the work. And one of my favorite books on this topic is by Neville Goddard and it's called Your Faith is Your Fortune. Really, really great book. So I'll drop links to all of these resources in the show notes. And after like using all of these tools and continuing to study and integrate, I've kind of discovered that the higher the degree of faith that you have in your ability to create results, like the higher degree of faith that you have in yourself. What I found is I have a higher degree of like this connectedness to God, to spirit, universe, like whatever name you want to call it. It's like the more faith and certainty I have in myself, the more faith and connection that I have with this thing that I like to call God. I'm here to tell you though, it does take some work. And I believe Jesus demonstrated this work. I mean, oftentimes before doing work or preaching a message, he would be up on a mountain in nature being with God. And I find when my clients and I commit to some type of practice like this, right, the meditation, the breath work, the study, and I'm not saying it's all of those things. These are just all tools that can help you and you can just kind of pick and choose what helps you. But when you have some type of daily habit, some type of daily discipline that's stretching your capacity to continue to have more faith and more faith and more faith, and you're practicing it, right? You're embodying it. What I see time and time again is my client's time, we make more money, experience more peace, and more importantly, we just feel more fulfilled and on fire. And on the flip side, though, I see people, they're like, yeah, no, nah, I'm just, you know. And on the flip side, though, I'm here to tell you, if you continue looking outside of yourself for something or someone to save you, you're going to stay looking, you're going to stay struggling, and you're going to stay in this place feeling like life is unfair. And if you're open, I'll have you consider each day, my friend, you have a choice. Will you trust in your ability to do what's required to have the thing that you want? Will you trust that what you want also wants you? Or will you just worry and worry and worry and stay in a state of fear? I've learned time and time again, the world, God, universe, whatever name you want to call it, genuinely wants what is best for you and supports you when you're willing to do your best to support yourself. So the question is, will you trust yourself to create what's best for you? My invitation for you this day is this. Will you choose to be like the disciples? And if there's an area or maybe there's areas of your life where you don't have the results you want, Will you choose to align with the truth and to sit in the pocket of, I don't know? And will you trust that in the pocket of the truth and the openness, the thing that you want will be revealed to you? And once it's revealed to you, will you trust yourself to go do what's required to create it? I'm here to tell you, if you will, you'll be able to cash in on faith, creating whatever level of freedom, purpose, and success that you desire. So my friend, that's going to do it for this episode. If you're at a place where you want to create more faith in yourself and whatever it is that you call God, I want to invite you to apply for the uprising. We have three spots left, and I will guarantee you that this three and a half day event will help you experience God, Spirit, Universe, and um, you're going to know with 100% certainty what you want also wants you. 
And I can assure you on the other side of that three and a half day experience with me and my co-facilitator, you will unlock and break through to the next level of success. I have a 100% success rate for this event. I mean, it's something that's very near and dear to my heart because every time I host this event, I witness the powerful transformations that take place. And ultimately, I'm here to tell you, to the degree that you trust yourself, you trust your God. Now, this may be a wake-up call for you. And if it is, my challenge to you is to try it. Try trusting yourself fully and watch how God and the universe move to help you create the best version of your life and your business forever. Now, if you want to radically transform your life and take everything you're doing to the next level, I highly encourage you to apply for a spot at the Uprising. You can do that at uprisingadventure.com. And uh, if you feel called, like, check it out, you know, like, I know you're not going to regret it. So go check that out at uprisingadventure.com. So that's all I have for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, my friend, lots of love to you. I'm out. Peace. That's all for this episode of the Anthony John Amex podcast. But we have plenty more to help you achieve a life of freedom, purpose, and success. Head on over to AJAmix.com for exclusive resources, information, and tools to break through to new levels of peace, power, and profit. We look forward to having you back for the next episode of the Anthony John Amix podcast. Bye for now.